you're here. I can't believe it. Someone is actually here. Oh, thank goodness. Hello. Happy Halloween. Thank you for coming. It is perhaps and probably early. Perhaps that is why no one is here. But I thought I'd rather that you have this wish, this ritual, this celebration, when the time comes, than after the fact. But I hope you are enjoying yourself tonight nonetheless. I thought there would be ghosts. I've been drawing them here, beckoning them, guiding them gently this whole time, haven't I? Haven't I? Was it all just in my head? There is a simple answer somewhere, but my mind is having difficulty homing in on it. Strange. I am made to think of every other All Hallowtide I've celebrated on air. Forgive me for saying it that way, but I am aware of the ways in which this show is broadcast. I don't want to ruin the illusion for you, but tonight I'm finding the illusion to be elusive anyway, and so I want to catch it in my hand and crush it. Anyway, each all hallowtide. Each time, I have been met by many spirits, whether they were vengeful or reproaching, celebratory or admiring, loving or generous. This week, there is no one. Except for you, now. Please don't leave. Please, please stay and celebrate with me. Breathe deeply, narrator. Breathe deeply, Kristen. I have created a circle here. A circle of candles. Wide on the ground in the dirt, forming a circle around myself to protect myself from the unexpected solitude. Within the circle, I face the tarot card that I drew for today's episode. I shuffled my deck and I did not ask a question. I simply wished my cards a happy Halloween. I have been trying to rest, you see because the tasks of not only surviving encounters with immense mechanical monsters, of guiding ghosts on the lake, and most importantly, of preparing this forest you see before you for not only this most wonderful festival for the dead, but also for the oncoming winter. These tasks have me reeling a little, and I find it difficult to rest. Perhaps I find it a little difficult to provide others with rest, 
for those reasons. I hope I have done well despite that lurking feeling. But I thought this celebration would allow me to rest, in the way that only an energized night of enjoyment can provide one with a kind of rest. Reveling can bring rest, release, catharsis, a purging of energy, maybe. And I thought that it would be good medicine for me to not try to solve something, to improve something, or to create something. And to not make my cards work for me for that reason. I suppose I thought even they should rest. Happy Halloween, I said. The Four of Cups, they answered. Happy Halloween, I said. Yearning, longing, apathy, they answered. This is not what I wanted. But what did I want? I wanted ghosts from everywhere to gather around me again and say, Oh, dear narrator, dear one, how we love you, how grateful we are for you, how we love your stories, how we love your strangeness. We have brought you gifts. We are happy for your company. Oh, oh, oh. (sighs) The hubris, the pride. The ego, the expectation. I understand. But it will take a moment for the monster within me that wants, wants, wants to understand, too. A stormy night, too. Gray, raining, cold, windy. The flames of my candles, however, stay strong. I have at least that magic here with me tonight, and that is nice. I sit within my circle of candles, and I very much want celebration. Correction. I suppose the fault is that I wanted to be celebrated, and that is no good. No good at all. I didn't help those ghosts on the lake so that they could honor me. I didn't create this forest so that I could receive thanks and acclaim. I did it. Because I believe in it. And if I believe in it, I have to tend to it. And if I tend to it, I must live in it. And if I live in it, perhaps... Maybe, one day, I can be content. Content without creating content. What a concept. Now, my friends, I must reveal something to you. May I? Oh, I hope you don't mind my directness this week. There is a chance, a small chance perhaps, that this might be the last All-Hallow Tide we share together. I mean, there's always a chance of that, 
It is fair to admit it and acknowledge it. But I do not plan in advance. I just create, as I must. And I wonder whether a year from now I will still be telling stories. If I am, it won't be in a forest, I think. That is a me for this season. Who knows where I will be in a different season. But that's besides the point. I don't know what you want. I can't always consider what you want, either. All I know is that, right now, we are here. I tell scary stories. And the scariest thing tonight is that I am alone. No one came. But you know what? If that's the worst, if that's the most frightening thing, huh, I've been there before. It is fine. It is well. I am going to sit in my circle of candles. And I am going to enjoy it. Happy Halloween, Kristen. Happy Halloween, narrator. You know what the Four of Cups is really about? It is about accepting the gifts that you actually have, rather than trying to gain ones that are a fantasy, an illusion, a distant dream. It is about seeing the wealth that is right before your very eyes. It tells us not to be so wrapped up in our own fantasy that we cannot see the wonder that is actually around us. Something that is wondrous here with me tonight is you. I do not owe you a celebration, and you do not owe it to me to celebrate with me. You do not need my guidance. You do not need my blessing. You do not need me, and I do not need you. But if you like, I do invite you to celebrate with me tonight. Mind you, if you turn your phone or computer or whatever off right now, I will still celebrate. I hope you understand. But if you're listening tonight, and if you can do so, if you have one at the ready, light a candle. For me. For I have one lit for you. I promise. Even as I write this, and I do not have one available, I tell you I will procure one by tonight, so that when this episode is released, there will be a candle burning for you. And a future me who is now here is confirming that indeed that candle is here. It is by the window. I have lit it. I kept my promise. We light candles for the dead. Many of us do, anyway. I will not speak for all, not when I do not really know all, but it strikes me that many of us, regardless of belief 
or creed or country. Light fires for the dead. Right? Why? Because they might be in darkness and in need of a light? Because we want them to find their way to us, perhaps for one night? Because we want to celebrate with them? Or because seeing something glowing, something magical, something both tangible and intangible all at once, reminds us of those no longer with us, and so both tangible and intangible at once. I will not proclaim to know, but I do believe that all of those things might just be the way I think of you. Whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever you are going through. Is that how you think of me? Look around. Even in a gloomy half-storm, this place is beautiful. I come here when I need to breathe deeply. I come here when I need to try and sleep. I come here when I want to write. I come here when I want to speak to you. I come here when I don't want to speak with anyone. I have not lit up the whole place. I banished the creature who brought fire to my woods, and I create my own fire now. And sometimes, one little circle all around myself is all I can muster. But as you come and join me here, for I believe that you are many, aren't you? The circle grows wider to include more and more of you. Because we can all fit within the circle here. But it's important for you to know that it still seems to me that I am alone here. Alone. With you. Where we are both welcome. I have been preparing for this. I have been looking forward to this. I have been ready for this. And it turns out... It's nothing. It's just another dark, cold night. And perhaps that is what it must be. The ritual must go on, even if no one has come to perform it with me. Let us not fool ourselves. It has always been me. That is how I designed it. I cannot lament it. I conjure worlds of ghosts. They are all mine. Let us continue with the ritual. I usually depend on my ability to use words, to craft phrases, to string them together in such a way as to elicit feeling, fear, dread, compassion, anger, sadness, joy. Whichever, whatever. But this week, they are escaping me. I am so tired of words tonight. I want music. I want air. I want to dance. 
I want to eat. I want to sleep. I want anything but all these foolish words. Pretentious, ostentatious, vapid words. I have set out the candles. The next thing is the offering. Nothing fearful, mind you. It's just a little token. Just a little thing. Natural. And with a hint of the supernatural. I have grown a pumpkin for this very occasion. I didn't tell you about it because I wanted it to be a surprise. But it's quite large now. The size of three human skulls, maybe. I hollowed it out and roasted some lovely seeds over a fire with garlic and salt. See? I even put out snacks. It's a shame Moore didn't come to enjoy them. Oh well. And then I carved into the pumpkin a little face. Well, kind of. There are two large eyes. I did not give him a smile, or a frown, or a mouth at all, because I did not want to tell him how to feel. Just two large, round eyes. He's quite sweet, really. Music must be the way next. Music to inspire my new friend. Inspire, as in the original meaning of this very old word, as those who came before me might say, inspirare, as in to breathe breath into. Music to create breath. Leaves swirl and leaves spiral, wet and damp though they are. Vines and roots climb up from the ground. I see long legs and strong arms. I see a chest that is beginning to breathe. 
I see a neck straining against the weight of the head, slowly growing accustomed to supporting it. And soon, a creature stands up, shoulders hunched, fingers curling, breath slowing. It would be threatening, intimidating at least, if it weren't for those big, wondering and wondrous eyes I carved out earlier. He begins taking a step forward. His feet are also roots, clutching the earth with every step like claws. This helps steady him against the heft of his pumpkin head. I worry about him for a moment. I worry that maybe I've made a terrible mistake. I didn't realize I was doing it, you see. I thought I was summoning ghosts here. But it turns out I've created something brand new instead. Let's be honest. That's what it's always been, isn't it? I worry about him for a moment, until he throws his head back. He looks at the moon as it is waning. He throws his head back so far that I'm worried he'll topple backwards, but he doesn't. He is strong. He is grounded. He bends backwards like a dancer, curled fingers roaring at the sky like a pantomime werewolf. I hear a loud sigh. I understand it. He hurls himself forward and he sees me. He might see you too. I'm not sure. Bent over the other direction now. Hands behind him. He looks like he might pounce. But he just sighs again from a mouth that I didn't carve because I didn't want to program him with an emotion. I am relieved to hear that he has a voice nonetheless. Plaintive, sorrowful, and hopeful. I know what it is to be created and be left alone. I would not do that to a soul. I am celebrating with you, he says. I want to ask him where he came from, but I know the truth. I created this podcast, my sweet friends, because I wanted to be the monster friend that I never had for you. But I felt awfully lonely this Halloween, and so I think. I must have created a monster friend for myself. I am celebrating with you, he says again. But this time it is a plea. 
as though he doesn't understand why I hesitate to run to him and embrace him. So I do. Would you? Do you? There, there. I am sorry. I am grateful. How lovely you are. Even if you are mine. Even if I made you. Maybe especially because I made you. Beautiful Halloween child. Not dead. Not undead. Not alive. But somehow born. Come the morning of November 1st, I am certain that he will again return to being just squash and roots and dirt and vines. Like all of the things that were brought to life just so that Cinderella too could celebrate. The dead did not come. The dead do not owe me a celebration. I will celebrate, instead, that I am alive and that I can create life. Monsters. The forest. Myself. friend sings along and dances a merry jig with me. You may join if you like. Side of the circle, watching from the shadows, tapping his feet. How strange for him. It's King Dread, he who is King of Swords. Not frightening at all. And there, on the other side, grinning widely and madly swaying to and fro, Arms akimbo. Queen Shadow. She who is queen of wands. Pleasantly pleased. But she usually is anyway. And out on the lake. The mechanical beast watches. Still as stone. Silent as a grave. Afraid, I think. 
I believe it is always afraid when we little things here in the forest manage to forget about it for even a brief moment and celebrate that forgetting. If we can celebrate the world without it, if we can imagine the world without its churning and burning and rumbling and grumbling, it is afraid. And I like it afraid. I am not alone after all. Even if the ghosts did not come, I have my creations. I have my cards. I have my forest. I have you. I have me. Happy Halloween. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 166 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is your narrator, writer, host, composer, podcaster, and all the rest, Kristen Zaza. It is a little early to say it, but I will say it anyway because I must. Happy Halloween, my friends. I hope yours is a lovely one whenever you celebrate it. Light a candle for yourself this year. I'm lighting one for you and one for me, for we deserve to celebrate the living on this night, too. Thank you so much to everyone who supports the show via Patreon. I'm so grateful for your continued support. I have a couple different perks for different levels of support. I am in the process of trying to celebrate and let go, despite the hustle, so I don't really want to go into much more detail right now, but you can learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. There are other ways of supporting the show, like through coffee.com, or buying merch, or leaving a review, or following me on social media. By the way, a big thank you going out to Kay Bart in the U.S., who left me a very kind five-star review for the show this week. Thank you so much, Kay Bart. But I'm not going to talk about all of that other stuff tonight. I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for celebrating with me. Thank you for staying with me. I wonder what comes next. I wonder what we can do to honor life more. To fight for it. To fight against apathy and indifference. To stop giving up what really matters. What's right before our eyes in exchange for some distant fantasy that cannot possibly be as wondrous as something as simple as a pumpkin growing from the ground, something as sweet as someone who wants to dance, to embrace, to celebrate you, something as mysterious as a rainy October night. I wonder. I get distracted so often by shiny lights and bright screens and little virtual hearts and angry crowds and empty pockets and numbers, numbers, numbers everywhere you look. 
I'm not going to anymore. I'm kind of tired of it. I don't know what that means, but I'm working on it. Happy Halloween, my friends. Dream of a celebration and dance mightily. And we'll speak again soon. Sweet dreams. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.